Hello and welcome to ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at Twitter on ETOF21 Sports. Everything, sports betting, hot takes, bitching about the shitty internet dates I have, anything. You can find anything sports betting. Want to become a part of the team, have an Instagram account, hit me up at ETOF21Sports underscore killing MLB positive ROI in NBA, featured now on Stamps homepage. You want to be part of the team, hit me up for fantasy football, draft grades, daily sports takes, my five things from yesterday at etop21sports underscore fantasy on Instagram for free horse racing picks at etop21sports underscore horse underscore racing. How is everyone doing today? Coming at you a little later today. Uh, obviously, Mother's Day weekend, made the trip to Michigan to surprise my mom for Mother's Day. You know, been a rough year on her, thought it would be good for her to see me and everything, surprise her, make her feel special, that's what we did. So that's why I'm coming at you a little bit later. Great show today, we're going to talk about the situation in Indiana, Brandon's going to come on like he always does, and he's going to talk NASCAR, we'll give out some NASCAR picks and everything, and I'll just be jibber-jabbering about my wacky world of sports. So... The first thing is this Pacer situation. I touched on it a little bit on the Gino Bacala podcast this past Thursday. Thank you for Gino for having me on. Also, for those of you that have been hitting me up about my draft grades, winners and losers for the overall draft, I'm actually going to be on Gino's podcast next week and I'll be talking about that. That is why I haven't released that intel yet. Now, to this Pacer situation, Foster the Pacers coach, yelled at the Pacers backup center, whose name I'm spacing on, I'm sorry, basically because it was a gimmick defense, miscommunication, gave up a layup. Okay. So the whole thing happened that just shows the disrespect a role player. This isn't even a star player. A role player has for an assistant coach. That right there just bleeds a toxic situation. That right there is why that whole coaching staff is going to be done after the year. They had a great guy in and Nate McMillan. Yes, I know Hillam and Oladipo didn't get along. Oladipo said the communication wasn't that great. But Nate McMillan has gotten Trey Young, who's an immature player in my eyes, to buy in and at least start sharing the ball now. And he's made the Hawks a better team, something I didn't think is possible if Trey Young was your best player. And he is making the Pacers look like fools for letting him go. So everyone wants to think the the pasture is greener on the other side. It may not be greener on the other side, and the Pacers are showing that. So we got to remember that when we're doing that. Also, I talked about it last week, you, the sports betting industry. Now, first of all, congrats to Kelly in Vegas. You know, she's busted her ass. But is ESPN moving on from her because she is an upgrade over Sports Cheetah? That's the thing you have to ask yourself. I have watched that Daily Wager show, and I said it years ago, ESPN should have a sports betting show right before games tip off, you know, our give teams thoughts and everything, but though how ESPN does it, I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, and I really don't think Kelly in Vegas is going to bring the necessary intel because of how the show is. If the show was choreographed completely different, done completely different, I think she'd be a great addition. But how the current format of the show is, 
it's not going to work. That needs a total revamp of everything top to bottom. But it comes back to Kelly in Vegas, big platform on social media, and ESPN is using her to drive money to the sports book because now ESPN's in bed with DraftKings. So it goes back to what I talked about last week about coach and everything. People have this big platform who are just driving money, drive, 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 into sports books and try to, because they have the big platform, we're trying to get new betters. So at the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to. So we got to remember that as sports betters. Those that are part of my system, those that get the free plays on Friday, they'll tell you, I'm 100% transparent. Win or lose, my shit's out there. You guys listen to this before the NASCAR races. How many winners have Brandon and myself for the two I've given out have given you guys? We Six. We're going on record before, and we're putting it on tape. Not many people can say that, but we are saying that. I am saying that. So that's why, you know, if you do want some good stuff and want to be part of the winning team, hit me up. Or if you at least just want the Friday free plays, hit me up, man. I mean, we went 3-1 and one yesterday. And those asking, Eric, I thought you weren't betting NBA until the playoffs. Guys, what's my number one rule? Number situation. The situation of that Lakers game yesterday where we had the Lakers-Blazers first half under and game under, scream to play that. Why? Lakers, back-to-back. No LeBron James. And a critical game where these players aren't used to playing critical games will be tight. Because you guys have to remember now, if you're the 7th or 8th seed, you have to play in that playing tournament. And there's a good possibility you will be out of the playoffs. So teams playing for 6-7, historically before, you know, they really wouldn't, they would care, but not as much as they care now. Because if you're in that 6th seed, you don't have to play that play-in tournament. And that's extra days off. Also, guys, remember, I gave it out on the Gino Bacala podcast. I locked in the Bucks. Bucks are peaking right now. You have, when they play, they're going to have P.J. Tucker, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Drew Holiday on the court. Name a better threesome in terms of defense. You can't. Those guys are going to come out. They're going to lock people down. Drew Holiday's a calming factor. He's putting people in the right spot. You can't ask for much more from this Bucks team. The Bucks team that is five and 5-1 against the Nets, and the 76ers. The Nets team, Kyrie, Harden, Irvin, haven't been playing. Harden is a calming factor on the team. God only knows when or if Harden's going to be back at 100% this year. 76ers, I don't trust Joel Embiid, who's the playmaker on the outside that's going to make a shot driving to the basket. There's a, I love this team. Yeah, I know you know, they could place Miami. Miami's got a lot of issues this year, a lot of issues. And speaking of Miami, Jimmy Butler's a piece of fucking shit. Everyone is high on Butler and everything for what he did last year. But when you get a person like Spolstra, who's probably one of the better coaches in the NBA, if not the best coach, and is totally underappreciated, underrespected in a controlled environment like that, that is what's going to happen. They made it there because of Jimmy, because of Spolstra, not Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's street cred went up immensely in that bubble, but it's not like he's done anything before. And he goes at fucking Carl Anthony Towns who's lost how many family members and his mom because of fucking COVID-19 and called him soft? Fuck you, Jimmy Butler. I know you came, you were homeless and everything, came to Marquette and everything, but dude, to call someone else soft who's gone through all that shit, fuck you, man. I mean, you, like, I have never seen a player have one good run, not win anything, and everyone thinks he's fucking all this in a bag of chips. 
Guy can't fucking shoot. Can't make a fucking three-pointer. He drives in. He gets a lot of calls. He makes contact. And he yells. He plays tough D. So let's not go making Jimmy Butler all this. Jimmy Butler, I lost a lot of respect to him. I'll tell that to his face next time I see him. With how he acted like a punk court cap. Well, anyway, let's jump into it. I know this podcast is going to be a little different because of the off timing. Now let's welcome Brandon to the show to talk about the NASCAR race in Darlington. Brandon, how you doing today, my man? Doing good yourself. Dude, no complaints, man. Another winner. What is that? Is that six or seven out of 11 for for, for us this year? I was going to say, I'd like to take credit for this one, but uh, this was all you with uh, with Kyle, so I, I'd like to say I rode the train with you on this one. You know, but, I mean, it, it was good to see him, you know, and I felt kind of felt we saw a different side of Kyle than we usually see after the race. You know, he kind of opened up about the difficulties him and his wife are having. It kind of seemed like uh, age is doing him well. No, I agree completely. It was a different Kyle that we've never seen before. Um, now, speaking of um, the race, what? that's another race that Kyle Larson has kind of dominated that probably should have won that he didn't win. Should we be reading stuff into that or not really? Not at all. Um, he tried to go outside of Blaney, and Blaney held that high line, and even Larson said himself after the race, that he was just trying to give him a push. And when you lock bumpers, you got to hope the guy in front of you can hold the wheel. And it just seemed like Blaney wasn't able to hold the wheel. And it cost uh, it cost Larson. It uh, also cost me. I was sitting at uh, $8,000 on that last green-white checkered right when they took the green. I was sitting at $8,000 on a $15 DraftKings. I had first, second, third, fourth, seventh, and eighth. And Larson was one of them, finished 19th, and I won 100 bucks. So I still won, but it's very, very disappointing that it went from eight grand to $100 with only two to go. Yeah, I mean, that's always the worst is, you know, taking that big, big buster. I mean, it happened to me in the Millionaire Maker with NFL, and, you know, that that's, that's just a big kick in the balls, man. I've been there in a couple of times. Um, Darlington is this week, man. One of my favorite tracks. Tell us what to expect from this crazy track. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched the truck race last night, but uh, there was a 14, 15 car pile up with about, I think, six to go, five to go. Um, tire wear. Tires are going to be the biggest thing at this track and how they can manage them. It's another track where you wall ride, so I'm expecting Larson to be able to do, uh, do big things again this week. I'm not necessarily going to bet on Larson because he is uh, four to one, and we've talked about how we don't like to do that. But uh, I expect things out of him. Denny's is going to be good as well, but he's also four to one. Um, but it's going to be wall riding and tire management. Uh, you saw it again today in the in the Xfinity race. It was the same thing. You just got to have a clean car when you get to the end of the race. So let's jump into the people we like. The first bet I locked in is I locked in Harvick. Five races, two wins. Five top fives here at Darlington. Um, I locked him in at seven to one. He's been slowly improving each race, and I think he's kind of got his teeth, you know, bitten into the season. What do you think of Harvick this week? Harvick's due. We've talked about it for a couple weeks now. He hasn't been doing poorly, to your point. He's been on the upside, and the fact that Vegas likes him that much, 
I can definitely see him getting a top three this week. Now, one of my buddies that I was talking to is a huge, like your mom, Christopher Bell fan. Bell's going to have the same ride that Eric Jones had, the 20 car. Jones historically has done well here, and he has a win at this track. Bell's kind of high this week. Do you do you like Bell? I haven't locked him in. I wanted to ask your opinion before I, I did anything with it. Yeah, no. So Bell at 25 to 1 on Bovada right now. Uh, this is definitely a Bell track. Um, I, I I don't mind him because I think the, the odds are great for him. Um, at 25 to 1, and he's shown speed at this track consistently. So uh, I don't mind him at all. Now, the last guy I like, you know, and probably I'm showing some bias because he is my favorite racer, is Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch here at this track, you know, five races, one top five, four top tens, average finish of 7.8. I'm getting him at 40 to 1. I mean, to me, it just makes sense to lock that bad boy in. Absolutely. This is a track that he's been good at. He's been good at for a very long time. I'll never forget when he went door-to-door with uh, Ricky Craven back in the early, early 2000s when I was just a kid. Uh, definitely a track that he's been successful at, for sure. Um, so those are the guys I like. You mentioned uh, Chase Elliott. Actually, Draft not, FanDuel has him at 10-1. to 1. Um, Tell us why you like Chase this week. Chase has been good at this track for multiple years. Uh he should have got a win a few years ago when Kyle Busch dumped him, and that's when the one finger salute came out, and I uh, flipped Kyle off when he drove by. Uh, this has just been been a good track for Chase. Um, anybody that listens to the podcast knows good and well that that's my driver, and I don't like to bet with my heart. But uh, I definitely like grabbing him at nine or ten to one this week. Uh, it's not often you get him at double digits like we talked about with Kyle before. Um, so I really like him. I think my biggest underdog, my biggest sleeper, is going to be a guy that won the Xfinity race last year at this track right after his wife, unfortunately, had a miscarriage. It was a very emotional weekend for him, and I see him coming into this track with really high spirits this year. Uh, is Chase Briscoe at 275-1. to one. Oh, wow. Look at that, dude. Chase, you know what? I'm sold. I'll throw 25 bucks on him at those odds, dude. Why not? And that's the thing. I, I, do, do I think he's going to be able to beat Harvick, Truex, Larson, Hamlin, Elliott, Kyle? No. But you know me. Every week I like to throw that big, just big dark horse just out there. And it's going to be him. I know I was shocked when I saw the odds were so high for him. Um, you guys, even if you want to go as minimum as $5, the ROI is unbelievable. And there's no reason not to grab him. Again, he won the Xfinity race. It wasn't a cup race. But uh, his wife had a miscarriage this time last year. Um, so you know this track has to mean something to him emotionally. And uh, he's in Stuart Haas equipment. So that that's going to be my dark horse for the weekend. So basically... What you're telling me is I'm going to bet 25 bucks on him, and then with that money, I'm going to be able to buy a new washer and dryer? 
<laughs> yes, and that's exactly yeah. what I'm telling you. I, pr- I probably would do more than a washer and dryer and just keep what you got as long as it's working. But, uh, yes, if you want to buy a washer and dryer, absolutely go with that. At least you have clean clothes. Um, so, okay, well, I mean, you've been money with these these dark horses and with the way the NASCAR season is, you never know what's going to happen. There could be, like you said, a pile up that happened today in the Xfinity race. Michael McDonald sneaking one out. I mean, how many winners have we had this year on a race when somebody won it and they shouldn't have won? I mean, just think about that. I mean, we can make an argument pretty much 85, 80% of the races. Yeah, absolutely. And this usually I like to take the middle of the road dark horse where they're 40 or 50 or 60 to one, something like that. Um, this week I'm not looking to spend any money on that. I'm looking to go for a long shot. I want to put my money on chase. Um, I do like your, your Kurt Busch one. So I'll be, I'll be locking in with that as well. But, uh, um, I don't know. I, it's going to be, a, it's again, it's a huge, huge long shot, but, uh, I'm going to give him a shot. I mean, 275 to one, you just, you, you don't see that. Yeah. You, you for, with someone that's one, granted it was an Xfinity tra- track, but you just don't see that. Um, now I need to ask you about Hamlin. Hamlin, Jesus Christ. He's like Bush was last year. Just can't get a goddamn win. Where do you factor him in here? He's at four to one on Bovada. I'm not touching that line at all. What, where do you see him? I see him. He's, he's going to run up front. He's going to be good for a while. But the problem with him so far, he's able to close out consistently, but he's not able to close out a win yet. And he's, he's definitely due for one. He's been good at this track. I'm not going to knock that. But there's something that has to be blocking his mind right now to where he can't close out wins. Now, also... Daniel Suarez, he's been running better and better and better and better and better. Um, when is it? When is he going to sneak sneak on your uh, sleeper list? It's going to be a place like Martinsville. Um, it, it's going to have to be a short track. Um, I don't expect Daniel Suarez to do anything this week. Um, he's going to be a guy that I'm going to fade with our beloved Bubba Wallace. Um, yeah, I just I don't see this being his style track. Uh, yeah, no no confidence in him at all this week. Completely honest. Okay, so the fade the fade list for you is Bubba and um, Bubba and Suarez. Then anyone else? <sighs> That's all I'm going with. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Busher pulls out another one. Um, yeah, Busher, he ran well. He, he's been yeah. running well. No, he has. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he runs well this week as well. So, I mean, if you guys want to look for another guy, I mean, his odds right now, Busher is 125 to 1. Yeah, I mean, 125 to 1 with how well he's been running. Again, guys... These odds are just so far out there. What what I do is I look at two long shots, you know, two middle of the road guys, and then you know one guy that's about ten to one, you know. And I can tell you guys right now, my betting card is I found Elliot Brando's play. I'll put one unit on Brando, not excuse me, one unit on Brando, one do one unit on Elliot, one unit on Harvick, half a unit on Bush. 
half a unit on Briscoe, you and that's my card right there. And what is that? That's three units right there for a NASCAR race. And I have the potential ROI to win what if Briscoe hits? I mean, it's just low risk, high reward. But it's important, though, if you do play somebody like um, Harvick, who's seven to one, if he hits, you want to be making money at the end. If you have over seven units risk and Harvick wins, you're losing money. And that's where people make mistakes in NASCAR betting. Um, Absolutely. What about your boy, Matty D? <laughs> I don't have anything for him this week. Um, he just, guys, it, it's weird. I, I don't have a niche for this stuff. Um, there's no s- specific strategy I have. It's just when I hear certain names at certain tracks following NASCAR for years, I, I'm just quick to be able to say yes or no, and I, I'm not feeling Maddie at all. Like, I, I, I don't have a this is why, that's why at all. I just, he's sitting at 44 to, 44 to 1. Yep. I, 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 nothing sparks my interest in Maddie D for this week. Okay. All right. Brandon. I'd like to thank you for coming on. Schedule is a little skewed this week on my end. Thank you for adjusting your schedule coming on. Why don't you tell everyone about your iRacing? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we dropped from 144 to 162 after Darlington. Uh, had the best pitch strategy. Everybody had to pit sooner than us. Uh, we led about 20 laps. Was hoping for a caution. Nothing came out. Had to pit. Dropped back to... Uh, Drive back to 25th after that, came back, had everybody, everybody on the track, a minimum of a lap down, and we were just praying for a caution that we never got, and uh, ended up having to suck it up and uh, take a 25th, so it was really a disappointing week this week, Um, we'll be at Charlotte next Thursday, not this coming Thursday, but next Thursday, we got three weeks to go, Um, gonna have to have three solid top 10 finishes, so the grind's gonna be out there, so... Uh, twitch.tv slash bossonboy83 and on uh, on twitch bossonboy83 and uh, instagram bossonboy83 and for my sports page off the post boston sports on uh, instagram and facebook guys make sure you're following him supporting him he's coming on here taking times out time out of his schedule and giving you free winners always appreciate the time you put into this man and we will touch base next week happy mother's day to you your mother You as well, bud. Let's make some money this weekend, guys. Good luck. Talk to you soon, my friend. So there you have it, guys. Just to recap, we got Elliot, we got Kurt Busch, Chase Briscoe, Harvick. That's basically the betting card. Good luck if you tail. Like I said, we've been fuego. Hopefully you guys are. Guys, enjoy the time with your mom. Never know how long you're going to have her. My mom's great. So this podcast is going to be a little shorter because I'm spending time with her and celebrating everything she's done for with me. Check me out on Tuesday on the Gino Bacawa podcast, breaking down NFL draft grades, and I will be back next week with a regular schedule. Preakness next week, guys. Make sure you're checking out at etalk21sports underscore horse underscore racing for free picks that Friday before. Be safe. Be well. We'll talk soon.